At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. My guys in the desert from the South Point Sportsbook on a Tuesday. Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds here. And uh, Wes is your official source for Olympic Twitter action. Wes, uh, we have a big game tonight in Olympic basketball. Let's talk about that first uh, before Johnny Avello of DraftKings joins us here in about five minutes. The United States team off a obvious loss in the opener, trying to bounce back tonight and... Uh, yeah, I think it's safe to say the Team USA is going to bounce back with a win. But how about a cover? Uh, USA basketball, 39.5 or 40 is the number tonight against Iran. Uh, did you bet this? Did you bet the side or the total? I did not yet. I was kind of looking maybe to do a first quarter or a first half here. That's probably the way I would go here. Uh, I don't know if I really want to lay 40 necessarily against mm-hmm. the even the Iranians, who are the weakest team in the pool. But... You know, maybe 11 and a half because you got to think, okay, USA, they're going to want to come out focused. They had that game. Of course, they had three players arrive pretty late in Tokyo with Holiday, who was ended, ended up being the best player in that game against France, and then Middleton and obviously Devin Booker. So they all played. So they're just trying to figure out the minutes. But Iran is overmatched. I know they had Hamed Haddadi, who was a former Dallas Maverick. He's an, he was a former NBA player. But... 
they're overmatched here. I don't know if I want to lay 40, though. Based on what we've seen with Team USA, they've been pretty inconsistent. So I got to think the shooting is going to get better from the three. If you watch that game against France on Sunday in the fourth quarter, they couldn't buy a bucket. I believe they shot 31.2% from three, 36% overall from the floor. So you got to think that they're going to have some shooting regression and they're going to get pretty much the open shots that they want. So if I'm going to bet this game, it's probably going to be like minus 11 and a half for the first quarter. I'm seeing, I believe, some 22 and a half for the first half. But first quarter might be where I'd go here. U.S. was outscored 16-2 to two to finish that game against France, an 83-76 loss. And uh, tonight it's uh, USA against Iran in uh, the Olympics. And, uh, Wes, I always say that you know almost everything. Do you know who Iran's leading scorer was in the first game they lost to the Czech Republic? Oh, gosh. Uh, on the spot here, Matt. Uh, so I'm trying to... Uh... Don't look it up. Oh, man. It's the... Banham Yekchali. It is. It is. <clears throat> he had 23 points, and uh, Iran fell short in that game. So that's tonight in Olympic basketball. Get fired up for that. It tips about, uh, what's the tip, about 9.30 p.m. here on the, on the West Coast? Yeah, 9.40 Pacific, 12.40 Eastern. So uh, we do have an earlier game that will be Germany and Nigeria. That will tip about 6 o'clock our time out here, West. All right, what else is on your radar as far as Olympics? Simone Biles is out. There's uh, a lot that's gone on here. I don't think it's been a great 24 hours for the uh, United States Olympic It game. certainly has not. It's been the summer of American discontent. So, you know, looking forward, uh, Katie Ledecky is in her 50. 1500 free tonight. That's her primary event. She did lose her first race to Ariane Titmus uh, of Australia in the, in I believe it was the 400 free, but you know, she's going to rebound. She's going to win a couple golds. In terms of the basketball, one thing I like tomorrow morning, that'll be 5 a.m. Uh, Pacific time is I do like the Czech Republic. I bet it at nine and a half. It's now eight and a half. And that's going against France because the reason why I think maybe the French loss was a little bit surprising for Team USA, not because Team USA was in good form, but France had lost like four games in a row in terms of their exhibition games. Mm -hmm. And then they beat Team USA. So that line gets inflated next time out. I know the Czech Republic not loaded with NBA players. They do have Tomas Sadaransky of the Chicago Bulls, but I thought laying nine and a half was, was way too much to lay. So, uh, We'll ask Johnny, too, when we bring him on, because DraftKings has put up a pretty extensive menu for the Olympics, and they've been going deep and deep into the vault here. Judo, fencing, equestrian, whatever you want to bet on. So. I know a lot of people betting uh, water polo, ping pong. Yes. Uh, I've been doing some of the swimming, okay. uh, a little bit of the okay. swimming and diving. Uh, haven't really gone too deep with, like, the taekwondo or anything like that, but I'll be interested to ask Johnny what they're going to do in terms of the gymnastics here. I would think that they're just waiting to see if Simone Biles is going to go ahead and participate again. Of course, she withdrew from the team competition today. Tomorrow morning is the men's individual all-around, and then the women's individual all-around is Thursday morning. Simone Biles, of course, should be participating in that or certainly slated to, and then she's in all four event finals. So we'll see what is going to be done with that. All right, Wes, when you were in high school, as an all-around athlete, did you participate in any Olympic sports, fencing, water polo, track and field? I didn't. I no. did not, Matt. That's I was right. strictly a football and a wrestling guy. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break here on My Guys in the Desert. We got Johnny Avello from DraftKings joining us. Hey, uh, Aaron Rodgers has shown up to Packers camp. You uh, might have heard about that story in the NFL today.
All right, welcome to the South Point Studios here on a Tuesday. My guys in the desert, Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And uh, let's get right to it. Welcome in Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director. He's going to be out at the uh, golf tournament with us this weekend. And uh, Johnny, we're going to talk some Olympic golf in this segment. And uh, we'll talk more about the Olympics and uh, some baseball and the NBA draft, but we have to start in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers has shown up to Packers camp, and this was a summer-long drama that, uh, with a lot of sus- suspense that's played out mostly here in the past uh, 24 to 48 hours. Uh, how do you feel about uh, how this situation has uh, concluded with Rodgers showing up to camp, and how do you feel about, uh, I guess, do you feel like you at DraftKings handled this situation well? Are you confident that you did the right thing with all the Packers numbers throughout the summer and here in the past few days? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure, Matt, how to answer the second part of that. We we took it down when we thought that, uh, you know, there was a chance he was moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, when there was rumors he was moving, we, we just moved it and left it up. We had the Packers as high as 34 to one or so to win the uh, the NFL championship. Uh, you know, this week certainly more rumors. He's not going to play. He's going to retire for a season or so. We take it down now. I feel kind of confident that he's going to play with the Green Bay Packers this year, and we have everything back up again. Uh, including the uh, regular season wins, everything associated with Green Bay Packers. So. Uh, <laughs> do, do, you know, my last thing, do I feel do I feel confident? Uh, have I felt confident all summer long? Uh, no, it's been a Rogers roller coaster. Yeah, it certainly has been. And uh, Wes Reynolds, I was talking with uh, your co-host on the Lombardi line today, Stormy, when you're walking out of the studio. And I said, Aaron Rodgers just thinks he's too cool. Do you see how he showed up to camp today in, in uh, flip-flops, T-shirt, sunglasses, his man bun? And when he was getting yelled at by the fans, they were congr- Welcome back, Aaron. He just gave him like a two-finger flip instead of a wave. Um, <laughs> I think he's disappointed that he lost out on the Jeopardy hosting gig. Uh, I would have fully expected him yeah. to uh, show up to a suit here in Green Bay. He did not. You think so. he's disappointed that he also lost the game of poker against the Packers? Because he, he obviously did not yeah. want to come back. But he didn't have many choices. He was going to have to write a $25 million check to the team or retire. Uh, They just didn't have many options. And the Packers, uh, I think, knew they could bully him into coming back for at least one more year. Right. Over the last couple months, they really dried up in terms of the fact that he kind of put it out there around draft night that or his people said, we'd like to maybe go to a team on the West Coast. Well, then the 49ers draft, uh, of course, Trey Lance. So. They're going to move forward with him after they're done with Jimmy G this season. Then the Rams trade for Matthew Stafford, so that dries up. So that left you the Broncos and the Raiders, and it's like, what kind of package can they put together? Packers obviously would have wanted a King's ransom here. So uh, that did not materialize. He is back in Green Bay, at least for now, like sands through the hourglass. So are the days of our lives, mm-hmm. really, with Aaron Rodgers. This soap opera continues. John, week one line, though, I know also got taken down. That is Green Bay against New Orleans. That is one of the featured matchups in the afternoon in week one. I don't see a price right now at DraftKings. What do you uh, think that you're going to adjust that to? I think New Orleans at one point I saw over the weekend was three and a half point favorite. Now starting to see some adjustments in the market. Packers a small choice about three. We're actually two Packers uh, total okay. 50 and a half money line $1.30 on the Packers take back plus a dime. So yeah, it is up. Uh, I know some of our stuff isn't on for you guys to be able to see yet and that's 
that's something we have to uh, make some adjustments on because, you know, we switched to our own system now and uh, some of the viewing is is not there for you guys to see yet. But we're working on it, trying to get it done. Actually, DraftKings is a very good website. I look at it every day, but you're right. You see different numbers in different states, I think, when, when you call it up. At least uh, that's the way you explained it to me last week. So if you look at it right now, what do you have up for the Packers in terms of a season win total? Uh, odds to win the Super Bowl over the weekend. Like you said, a couple books got as high as 40 to 1 on the Packers to win the Super Bowl. That's obviously down around the 15 to 1 range now at a lot of spots. Where do you have uh, the Packers? Where'd you reset the Packers numbers at DraftKings? We set them at 10, Matt, for regular season wins uh, and 14 to 1 to win it all. Um, you know, and we have them the favorite actually to win the North. Uh, small favorite. So, um, yeah, everything's back up again. And, you know, as long as there's no more drama coming our way, uh, I think we're good to go, I think. Wes, did you jump in on any Packers numbers? The only thing I bet in May I played the Vikings to win the NFC North at plus 350, and I still think the Vikings could win mm -hmm. that division, even with Rodgers coming back, which is why I made the bet at the time. Packers with a first-place schedule, and uh, I just don't think things are going to – the ball's going to bounce their way this year like it did last year. Yeah, I think they're a little short in terms of the mm -hmm. futures board in the NFC because kind of the teams I like and really the team I do like is the Los Angeles Rams. I am buying mm -hmm. into Matthew Stafford. I am buying into this roster in terms of, look, the fact uh, they're going for it. Les Snead, Sean McVay, they are going for it in L.A. They're not going to try to win three or five years from now. It's going to be this year or next year with this Matthew Stafford deal and all the salary cap tied up with these teams. Johnny, who are you buying in the NFC? If, if it's not the Packers, uh, who do you like in that conference, aside from the Buccaneers, I guess? Are you buying the Bucs with 22 starters back? I'm not. Okay. Um, you know, I thought the Bucs were very fortunate to win a Super Bowl last year. Uh, you know, Brady's – when you put Brady in a big game, you know, you, you can't go wrong there. He's going to do all the right things to win it for you. But I thought he struggled a little bit up until that point during the playoffs. I'm saying teams. I think I think the Rams is a, are a good choice. I think the 49ers can also make a little bit of noise this year. Um, that whole division is just so tough. Uh, you know, some only one or two teams are coming out of there. We know for the playoffs. So one of those teams, either the 49ers, Seahawks, or Rams, are not going to make it. Um, I don't know if I go much deeper than that, though, guys. I think it's it's uh, you know your your top top heavy at about five six teams. That's it. Wes, uh, what was the what was the last team in the NFL to return all twenty two starters before the Buccaneers this year? Do you know the answer? Mm, mm, mm. Am I going to go two and zero against Stump you, you on two? Questions? You probably are. I'm going to say it was the Patriots. Uh, Johnny, do you know that the last team in the NFL that let's say the last defending Super Bowl champion to defend to return all twenty two starters? No, I go with. I mean, I go with the Chiefs. 1977 Oakland Raiders, and they lost in the AFC Championship game. That's the last time it's happened. You think about, too, in the free agency era, how hard it is to bring back 22 starters. Yeah, and that's priced yeah. in here, obviously, too, from a future standpoint. Raiders um, lost in the AFC title game to the Broncos uh, that year, but uh, that was in the middle of a great run by the Raiders. Uh, so, Johnny... How about in the AFC, which teams are you buying at this point? Uh, the AFC has been kind of lost in the shuffle during this whole Aaron Rodgers uh, drama. Uh, you know, the Chiefs certainly are capable of getting there. A couple of teams that I'm looking at I think will be pretty tough this year. I think the Bills will be really tough. Uh, 
they showed last year that they uh, can go a long way. I think they'll have more confidence this year. And I, the team that's really loaded with talent that could make some noise this year, and I know they've been talked about for years and years and years, but if their time has come, I, this is the year for them to get it done. That's the Cleveland Browns. Okay, the Browns. Wes, who do you buy in the AFC? I'm, I know a lot of people are going to be hot on the Bills. Yeah, and, and I was looking at the Browns, too, but it's like, can they finally live up to the expectations? Because everybody mm-hmm. was cutting in line to bet these guys a couple of years ago. So now might be the appropriate time, I guess, if you want to look at the Browns. I don't think the Ravens are out of it yet, either. I think Lamar Jackson does at least improve on his passing game. Right. And then maybe a dark horse. I'd be looking at Indianapolis. I know there's been some bad news lately, though, of Frank Reich testing positive for COVID, but they've added a lot of talent. I think Carson Wentz can be reborn at least a little bit in Indianapolis. I do trust that staff. They're loaded at running back. They got to get a better pass rush, but the Indianapolis Colts and the coin flip division there in the South, 28 to one, that's not a bad surprise. I knew you were going to bring up the Colts. I was just waiting for it. And by the way, Frank Reich testing positive for COVID is going to have no impact on the season. No, no, it's not. It's just about the news because because everybody is now doing the count of, you know, what percentage of a team has the vaccine and what doesn't. I'm just looking to see what team is on the field, what they're going to run offensively and defensively, and in terms of judging their schedule, I think it's hard to play doctor and judge all this other stuff, but I do think Indianapolis could be a team that's a little bit under the radar. All right, that's enough for the NFL right now. Johnny Avello, DraftKings with us. Johnny, do you want to uh, briefly talk about your uh, football contest at DraftKings because you got something big happening? Yeah, we have two contests going. Uh, we have the Pick'em, which is a pro football contest. You pick five teams weekly. You actually get one bye week, so if you don't feel like the schedule's strong enough for you one week or you want to go on vacation, you can take a week off. Um, you it, That is $1,500 to enter. Uh, there is $1 million guaranteed to the winner. Uh, lots of prizes we pay way down. Uh, the other one is the Survivor Contest, that is $333 to enter. That also is a million dollars to the winner. Um, so, you know, when we all know how Survivor works, you, you win, you move on, no spread, you lose, you're out of it. A lot of money up for grabs this year in the football season. I advise people to enter as many contests as possible. You never know when you're going to have that one year where you're things right. go your way in the NFL. And they're like I said, there's a lot of money up for grabs between DraftKings uh, Circa, Westgate, everything that's out there in the markets. Uh, Johnny, let's talk Olympic basketball tonight. Team USA, 39-and-a-half, 40-point favorite against Iran and uh, trying to bounce back from that opening loss uh, over the weekend. You see much action on, on, on uh, Olympic basketball or on or against Team USA? We really do. I was surprised uh, the, the France game, the money we handled on that game. It was our second uh, highest you know, offering of the day. Uh, I did not expect that. So uh, obviously basketball is going to rule when it comes to Olympic betting. Not that everything else, you know, is not writing money. It is. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that what are some of the other events are doing. But, you know, with with this team, Matt, I'm, these guys really have no excuse. We still have them as a 220 favorite to win it all. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, how they were vulnerable this year. And it, and it looks like maybe the guys just – don't care as much. Uh, you know, it's been a long season, and if they win it, I know they want to win, but if they don't win, it's no big deal. But this team is absolutely loaded, as usual, um, but it just doesn't seem they've got their heart in it. Uh, this next game's a gimme, so, 
you know, that's not going to reflect the, the, the new price after they win this one. But they still got a ways to go to, you know, probably going to have to play. They're going to have to play France. They're going to have to play Australia. They're going to, you know, some of these teams uh, are kind of up. They're up to play the United States, whereas maybe the United States wasn't for the first game. Maybe they will for future games. John, in terms of the Olympics in a macro sense, you guys at DraftKings probably have the most extensive menu of anybody across the country because it's not just your bigger traditional sports, your basketball, soccer, tennis, uh, swimming and whatnot. You guys have got equestrian up. Mm. You've got fencing up. You've got taekwondo, judo, what have you. But I do want to ask you, it's kind of the big story of the morning here, of course, in the gymnastics team all around. Simone Biles, after her first vault, uh, had something kind of go wrong on that vault and decided to withdraw from that competition so it maybe put her team in a better position to at least get a silver medal because they would have had to count that score and that would have really been devastating overall in terms of winning any type of medal but she withdrew from the team competition looks like she has a day to decide if she's going to be in the all around and then the four events that she qualified for all four so currently at DraftKings I'm just looking I know you have the rhythmic gymnastics and also the trampoline those or events that fall under that umbrella. Are you just kind of waiting to see if Simone Biles is going to give it a go before you go ahead and reprice this and put this back up? That's exactly right, uh, Wes. That's what we're doing. Uh, you mentioned the two that we do have up. Uh, you know, we have the uh, the rhythmic and the uh, the trampoline, and also the the rhythmic team all around. Uh, we don't have the other up because she's a big part of the team. Right. She's different whether they get there or they don't get there. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that is not up at this time. Have you seen more handle in terms of uh, certain sports besides the obvious ones like basketball and soccer and whatnot? I know the swimming has actually aired here live. It's one of the few things airing live, being that there's a 16-hour time difference between Tokyo and the West Coast. Have you seen a little bit more on the swimming because people can actually watch it on NBC in primetime? Yeah, we have. And when you have a swimmer like Ledecky, you know, people know the name. They want to play that. We've also seen, uh, you know, some money on some, believe it or not, on like climbing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, equestrian. We've actually seen some money there, too. All, you know, nothing is earth shattering money, but it's all decent money. I'm kind of surprised that. You know, the the money that did come in on some of these sports. So I said at the beginning, didn't know what to expect, uh, but it's over my expectations what the handle's been on some of these other sports. Johnny Avello, DraftKings Sportsbook Director with us. All right, we're two days away from the NBA draft. It's uh, certainly nowhere near the level of excitement you get from the public on the NFL draft. Are you getting uh, anything, uh, anything wagered much of all on the NBA draft? A little matter, you know, I think they're waiting until we get a little bit closer. Uh, certainly for the first overall pick, nobody's interested there because uh, Cunningham looks like a shoe in. But we've got second, third, fourth overall pick. Um, so yeah, so, you know, we've uh, we've got a lot of offerings up there, but not a lot of people with a lot of interest right now, but maybe in a few days. Uh, Cade Cunningham, an overwhelming favorite. I know that it's been pick. put out there that, oh, maybe they might go with Green or whatnot. They're going to go with Cunningham. That's a smoke screen. Cunningham's going to be the top pick. Cade Cunningham out of uh, Oklahoma State on Thursday night. Johnny Avello, uh, get your golf game in shape. We'll see you Sunday afternoon. See you then. Bye, guys. All right. Thanks, thanks. Johnny. Johnny's going to be out at the uh, second annual VSIN Invitational Golf Tournament at the Prim Valley Golf Club with us on uh, Sunday afternoon.
Should be a good time. Looking forward to seeing everybody. Wes, you can stop by the after party at Oasis if you want to. Well, more than likely that will happen. Back in a couple minutes. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino, go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now, start winning with up to the second info you need. Real-time bet tracking, compare sportsbook sign-up bonuses, a lot of features available at OddsTrader.com. Matt Eumann's Wes Reynolds here on My Guys in the Desert. Thanks to uh, Johnny Avello of uh, DraftKings joining us to open the show today. Uh, Johnny said, not much betting action on the NBA draft. Uh, Wes, not much buzz at all about the NBA draft. The NFL draft is off the hook every year. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's coming to Vegas. Um, 
and that's going to be big. NBA draft definitely ranks number two in terms of uh, pro sports league drafts, but it's way behind the NFL. Where do the baseball and the hockey drafts rank? Because you don't even see betting lines up on those two drafts. Yeah, they're certainly third and fourth, I think, from that standpoint. Of course, they had the Seattle Kraken expansion thing last week, which got a little news, but not really much. Uh, so the NBA draft is number two, but I think one of the reasons why it has less buzz than normal is simply because it's pushed later in the calendar. Everything is so condensed. Like, Matt, usually we would be sitting here on a normal year, and all we would have is baseball. We would have, like, nothing and try to mix in some football previews. But those are still, you know, next week is going to be the NFL preseason, but obviously still over a month away from college football. So once this gets pushed back and it's not at the end of June uh, this year, it's at the end of July, so you don't really have that buzz. And it seems so removed from the end of the college basketball season, too. So that's why I don't think you've really seen much buzz. Well, you know, fewer and fewer of these guys at the top of the NBA draft are college basketball stars, Mm -hmm. too. So the public Mm -hmm. doesn't even get to know some of these players. Let's look at the top of the board. Cade Cunningham at Oklahoma State at DraftKings minus 5,000. You have to bet $5,000 to win 100 Mm -hmm. on him to be the first pick of the draft. Nobody's going to do that. Jalen Green, 15 to 1. Evan Mobley, 25 to 1. Jalen Suggs, 25 to 1. Take, let's take those uh, three guys. Jalen Green did not play college basketball. Mm-hmm. He played in what, the G League? Yes. This year. Uh, so he set out. He's, by all accounts, an explosive scorer, a Bradley Beal type of player who I think intrigues a lot of teams. But the average uh, fan that knows nothing about Jalen Green. Right, unless you follow that recruiting because he right. was a five-star kid out of high school out of a prolific prep of Napa, originally from uh, Fresno, California. So he was a McDonald's All-American, Jordan Brand Classic. The whole nine yards was on the under-19 FIBA World Cup team. But to the average fan, you're right, they don't really know who this guy Even is. Even the next two guys, Wes, Evan Mobley from USC, Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga. Fortunately, we got to see them both play in the NCAA tournament. But they played only one year of college basketball. So Cunningham, Mobley, and Suggs, three of the top four guys, played one year of college hoops uh, this past season, and Green played none. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the fifth guy on the board, Scotty Barnes from Florida State, uh, didn't exactly put up big numbers well, for the Seminoles. Typical Florida State, because it, it's just like, uh, I always say Florida State, it's like, how do those guys ever lose when you look at them coming off the bus? It's like, they just got athletes galore. It's like, if you're putting an obstacle co- course up, they're going to win. Right. You know, like that Jeep Superstars type competition or something like that, because they have freaky athletes. But we saw a Florida State kid last year, Patrick Williams, move it up to sh- number four with the Bulls. So I thought Scotty Barnes maybe could move up to the number four pick here it looks like he's slated number five but this is a guy who can play two positions and they're looking for one of those long wings or maybe a guy can emerge into a stretch four so maybe he gets taken by Toronto if they trade Siakam but he, he kind of reminds me of a guy they already have and that's OG Ananobi mm-hmm. kind of a very similar player so we'll see if uh, Toronto follows suit there I was maybe trying to sell Evan Mobley at number two but I don't think I'm going to be able to Houston look they already have a big guy they can build around in Christian Wood the former UNLV Rebels, so what they need are guards because John Wall and Eric Gordon aren't getting any younger. Okay, so you look at the DraftKings odds board, Cunningham minus 5,000 to be the first pick. The second pick is where it gets a little bit interesting. Green minus 380, Mobley 3-1, to one, Suggs 8-1, to one. Cunningham, if he could slip, would be 20. Scott Barnes, Scotty Barnes 22, and Jonathan Kaminga 35-1. to one. The third pick, Evan Mobley's a favorite at minus 225. The fourth pick, Suggs minus 160. It certainly looks like it's going to be Cunningham, Green, Mobley, and Suggs. Yeah. 
But I'll tell you what, if there's one surprise, uh, from what I've read, a lot of teams do like Scotty Barnes. Yeah. And maybe he could crack that top four. That's what I think maybe the value is in that top four. So far, I've actually only bet one prop here, and that was a player prop. Moses Moody, the player out of Arkansas, is starting to rise up the draft board. Sure. 11 and a half. Now you got to pay a little bit of extra juice. But Moody's kind of the buzz player that I think is really moving up. It was 11 and a half, still 11 and a half out there at BetMGM. I think it might be like minus 140 right now. But I think this guy's easily going top 10. You know, that's uh, one of the guys I like in this draft, too. When you when you get beyond the top four or five prospects, Moses Moody from Arkansas, and how about James Booknight from UConn? Yeah, I heard, I, I heard Booknight had one of the best shooting performances guys have seen in recent years. At, uh, was it the Chicago Combine? Yeah, he's going mid-lottery, I think, yeah. at least. All right, quick break. Back in a couple minutes, Wes and I will talk golf betting. And football betting guides are coming soon. No better way to prepare for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts, led by Wes Reynolds, provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide is only 20 bucks in discounts available when you buy both. Now's the time to get it. Sign up for VSIN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. That's another option. Sign up now, vcin.com slash subscribe. Wes, you and I combined to work on the Big Ten. I did the Pac-12. I know you've been busy working on this uh, college football betting guide for the past week. What other conferences did you knock out? I did the Atlantic Coast Conference, and also the American Conference was the first I did. And then, obviously, I've been reading through your pieces, and Bruce Marshall contributed, JBT, Tim Murray, and a cast of thousands have contributed to this uh, betting guide. So I was not spearheading the college football betting coverage, Matt. You're not going to, when it comes out, you're not going to tweet about your, it being your masterpiece? I am not. It is not my Picasso. It is not my Rembrandt. <laughs> it is not my Monet. It is just a contribution. It is a team effort. JVT and Bruce Marshall, speaking of the devils, those guys are going to be on the show with me here Friday on uh, My Guys in the Desert heading into the weekend. All right, let's talk Olympic golf. And uh, before we get into it, do you want to explain how the format works. It's a little bit different than a regular PGA Tour event, but not much different. There's not going to be a cut this week. No, no cut. It's a 72-hole event, like a standard tournament that you would find on the regular tours. 60 players in the field. The way they qualified was based on the official world golf rankings, and what they do is they go by those rankings, but they can only take four per country. So it's not like if they were really just totally going on the rankings, then there'd be like 30 or 40 Americans in the field where they're not going to do that, and that's the way that that they choose. There have been some guys that elected not to participate that would have qualified, like Dustin Johnson, Sergio Garcia, Adam Scott, Bern Wiesberger, et cetera. So they then replaced them on the alternate list because that's how Patrick Reed with DeChambeau going out. 
that's how Patrick Reed got in because I believe Cantlay was next on the alternate list. I think it was Cantlay and Kepka. Yeah, they elected not to go, so Patrick Reed said, I'll take that fourth spot on Team USA. Wow, so, a, is that a lose-lose option, DeChambeau or Pat, Fat Pat? Yeah, yeah in terms of uh, you know, two guys that like to wear the black hats, certainly, in the game of golf. But you, know, you have four from the United States, and then you have Great Britain with a couple. South Africa, I believe, has three or two, rather, in this field. So that's how they do it. <clears throat> 60 players, tournament format, and then the low three scores. First lowest gets a gold, second silver, third bronze, like any other event. If there is a need for a playoff, like if there's a tie to decide the medals, they have a three-hole aggregate playoff. So that's why you have 60 players this week. Actually a little bit stronger of a field than they had in Rio in 2016, mm-hmm. uh, at least at the top. And then the women's uh, field next week, pretty much most of the major name LPGA players are going to be in that field. Yeah, the women's uh, golf event at the Olympics does not begin until August 4th. You need a couple days. They're playing the same country club course. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce it again? Okay, uh, I'm going to try this one more time because I did butcher it the first time. It is... It is Kasu Migaseki. I think that's right. That's what I was going to say. Kasu Migaseki Country Club. <laughs> and uh, the men's golf tournament starts July 29th. What, what's, uh, what's the first tee time here on the West Coast? It is you know? 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern, and this will all be on Golf Channel, televised. So uh, we get some nighttime golf, Matt. You and I always I like nighttime that. golf. 3.30 a.m. on uh, Wednesday morning? 3.30 p.m. What? Actually, our time, because Tokyo is 16 hours ahead of us on the West Coast. So 7.30 Tokyo time on Thursday uh, morning. I wanted to golf in the middle of the night. Yeah, well, you're still going to get it, though. It's going to go like until about, I think, midnight or so on Golf Channel Pacific time. Okay, so uh, you said the field's stronger than it was in 2016 when Justin Rose was the winner, Henrik Stenson was silver, and uh, Matt Kuchar was bronze. But we had a couple of uh, uh, guys drop out, including John Rahm, yes. who was the favorite. The U.S. Open champ was the favorite here. Now it's Colin Morikawa. Yeah, so, uh, you know, the field does take a little bit of a hit. It looked like we were going to get 10 of the top 20 in the world. And any any general field, that would be an awesome field to have half the top 20 in the world. But Rahm is out, and, of course, DeChambeau is out. Reed de- replaces DeChambeau. Jorge Campillo from Spain is now the other Spanish representative replacing John Rahm. He is well down the odds board. Uh, how about this? Uh, Chad Andrus, our buddy from Denver, pointed out Rory Sabatini is playing for Slovakia. He has dual citizenship, actually. I believe he <laughs> married uh, a lady from Slovakia because Rory Sabatini, for those that have followed this a long time, is from South Africa. But obviously, South Africa, a little bit stronger of a golf nation than Slovakia. Look, you're not going to beat Rory Sabatini in the head of the pecking order of like a Louis Oosthuizen no. or a Brandon Grace, who both are not in this field, Garrett Kigo and Christian Bezadenhout are the representatives for South Africa this week. All right, Wes, let's get to your plays for the Olympics. You and I match up on a couple of players this week, but who did you bet on the futures board? I don't think you have any matchups. As yeah, yet. I just split in terms of outrights, and also there is some prices to medal. I believe DraftKings has those, BetMGM. There's a couple other options, but Paul Casey was my shortest guy, 16-1, to 1, 44 years old. I think he's excited to represent Team GB mm-hmm. in the Olympic Games and also the Ryder Cup later this fall. He's been pretty solid this year. He won in Dubai, 
seven top 10 finishes, two in major championships, really good on approach. Only Morikawa, who like kills the entire golf world in approach, is ahead of Paul Casey this week. So a couple career wins in Asia. I think he'll be comfortable here. Cameron Smith, the Aussie mullet man, 23 to one, really good, uh, at least in recent years in terms of international competition, finished second in that World Cup of golf with his mate, Mark Leishman, who is also representing Australia in this Olympic competition, beat Justin Thomas in the President's Cup in Sunday singles matches, started his career on the Asian Tour. He'll be comfortable. Joaquin Neiman, 28-1. to one. I think he might have found something at Detroit when he finished second at the Rocket Mortgage. Probably should have won. He was the outright favorite at one <laughs> yeah. point. Unfortunately for both of us, doesn't bogey for 72 holes, but then bogeys the playoff hole and ends up T2. Uh, soon painful. Soon JM, 30-1. to one. I think everybody knows the situation with the South Korean players himself and Siwoo Kim. If you do get a medal in this competition, you are able to forego your two-year military service obligation, which all men 18 to 28 in South Korea have to do. And then Thomas Peters, the Belgium, 70 to 1. Uh, He was fourth in 2016 at the Olympics, had a third round 77 that kept him out of the medals. Maybe some unfinished business for the Belgian. You and I taped the Long Shot Show, the uh, number one rated golf betting show on the planet. That's going to be on VSIN later tonight, so you can watch that. And also the podcast is out there. Uh, I put it up on my Twitter page. I think you did as well. It's at VSIN Live if you want to uh, check out the Long Shot Show from today. I said you and I match up on a couple plays. Joaquin Neiman, I bet him at circa 32 to 1. Uh, Sun JM, 33 to 1. And Siwoo Kim, 55 to 1. You talk about high stakes. M and Kim yeah. are facing high stakes this week in the Olympics. And Abraham Answer is one play I added. Answer at 25 to 1. Uh, I think a lot of stats point to Answer and Neiman uh, this week. You might talk me into Paul Casey, too. We'll see. Uh, quick break back. We're going to talk baseball betting on My Guys in the Desert next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We are live from the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now, start winning with up to the second info you need, live in-game odds and stats, and a lot more at OddsTrader.com. Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds here, final segment of the uh, first hour on a uh, Tuesday, Wes, and we have, we have a pretty good baseball schedule to break down tonight. I'm not sure if we have uh, many great betting opportunities, but let's uh, look into it and see what we can find here. And I'm going to start with uh, Braves and Mets. Charlie Morton is the listed pitcher, starting pitcher for the Braves today, who are favored against who? Who's going to make the start for the Mets? It is going to be Jared Eikhoff making the start for the Mets. He's kind of been mainly a bullpen guy, only made three starts this year. Last start was on July 19th. It was in Cincinnati. Did not go well for him. Uh, Allowed uh, seven runs on six hits and three and two-thirds in a loss to Cincinnati, but getting another shot tonight. Okay, let's uh, take a look at... Cubs hosting the Reds at Wrigley. Tough loss for the Reds yeah. last night. Had a 5-3 yeah. lead, let it get away, and then uh, had to deal with the uh, punk Javi, Javi Baez taunting Amir Garrett when he uh, drove in the winning run. What did you think of that last night, the Javi Baez uh, Look, theatrics? I'm a, I'm a Reds fan, but Amir Garrett's been known to taunt some people too. So uh, I guess uh, one good turn deserves another, and there's been some heat with Amir Garrett and the mm-hmm. Chicago Cubs in the past. But uh, speaking of Javi Baez, downgraded with a heel injury tonight. So uh, that's a very uh, suspicious uh, late scratch for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, it didn't look like he had a heel injury. No, he was, it did uh, not. It looks the first base, taunting the pitcher. Yeah, it looks night. like yeah. they don't want him to get beaten right in the dome tonight if Amir Garrett comes in because Amir Garrett's the top I don't care guy. if it's Garrett or somebody else. Somebody on that red staff should be throwing a hobby by yeah. yeah, so he is not going to be in the lineup. Uh, we have seen a little bit of a movement. I think Albert Alzale probably a little bit of a big favorite here. These are two teams. The Cubs have already kind Kind of sold some periphery pieces. Mm-hmm. Andrew Chafin was traded to the A's yesterday because the A's are going to look to add some relief help, I think, uh, down the stretch. They are, of course, right in it in the American League. Cubs are looking to sell. I mean, we 
we're waiting to see for the other shoe to drop by Friday. If Craig Kimbrell is going to be dealt, I think he would bring the biggest return. If Chris Bryan is going to be dealt, the Reds uh, seven games back, so not totally out of it, but the Reds have had some injuries. Nick Castellano still on the DL here, so are they going to elect to sell here, or do they think that they can be competitive? So, you know, these next couple games probably going to tell the difference, and there you see the standings. Reds seven game back of the Milwaukee Brewers, who are now minus 800 at BetMGM to go ahead and take this NL Central. Cardinals, I could see just kind of standing pat here and not really doing anything, either buying or selling, but the Reds, uh, yeah, I, I don't know really what they're going to do going forward with all of these injuries. The total certainly has been the big mover tonight. Nine and a half up to ten and a half, and I think for good reasons, these are both very gettable pitchers. Vladimir Gutierrez and Alzale for the Cubs at Wrigley tonight, and the Cubs are minus 175. It's circa a little bit lower, minus 167. Like you said, total of 10.5. Uh, that was every game is magnified at this point when, when you're approaching the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. That was a tough loss for the Reds last night. They need, yeah. needed that one, and they had a 5 3 lead late, and that's two losses in a row. I don't think there's any doubt the Cubs are going to be sellers. They're 50 and 51. Yeah. Not that they're out of it and the Reds are in it, but. I think the Cubs are certainly looking at rebuilding, and you've got Anthony Rizzo, who the Red Sox are eyeing. You've got uh, Craig Kimbrell, who the Dodgers have their eyes on. Chris Bryant, who the uh, uh, Mets and other teams are looking at. Anybody else you think is going to get dealt from the Cubs? Well, I know for sure Kimbrell. I think he's got to be the first guy because he's kind of had a career resurgence. Remember a couple years ago, it's like, okay, Craig Kimbrell's lost it. He he can't get it back, and he's gotten it back this year. So, look – I mean, if if I'm uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers or anybody in that three two three area code, I am definitely getting on the phone with Jed and the Chicago Cubs organization and seeing if Craig Kimbrough is available and seeing what we can get to uh, go ahead and acquire him because the Dodgers. Uh, Kenley Jansen was very shaky last week, shall we say? But there are other teams that also need bullpen help. Uh, shaky, Wes, you're being very polite. I, I am. Be I'm too Jansen nice of a guy. Terrible last week. You, I, I think the. If you're Dave Roberts or anybody in the Dodgers front office, you have to go after Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. You don't have an option because yeah. you can't rely on Kenley Jansen if you want to win uh, postseason And we don't know when Bauer is going to be back. Yeah, I, don't, so you're I don't think to Trevor Bauer is going to well, be you're, back. That's why you're starting to see David Price get some more opportunities in the starting right. role because he has been kind of a extra left-handed setup guy. But, you know, that's why you're seeing Price, I think, start more going forward. If you had to put a price on it right now, what would you say? Trevor Bauer pitches again for the Dodgers this season, yes or no? Uh, I'd probably put the yes at about $2. Yes minus $2? Plus $2. Oh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm making it no minus $2. Yeah, I would say yes plus $2, okay. like minus 240 on the no. Okay. All right. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look like Trevor Bauer is uh, going to be back in a Dodger uniform, but the I think the MLB extended his suspension again today, right, mm-hmm. uh, for the third time. All right, last week... Logan Webb faced the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. Uh, that was on July 21st. He went five innings, allowed two runs, struck out five. The Giants won that game 4-2. to two. Webb starts tonight against Julio Urias, and uh, he is the road favorite. Uh, at Circus Sports, the Dodgers are minus 116. It's a little bit higher. DraftKings minus 120, a little bit higher at some other spots. Total of 8.5 in San Francisco, where the Giants still hold a two-game lead 
in the National League West. And the Hagantes have gotten the overnight money here a little bit, had a very good series at Dodger Stadium last week. I think everybody expects that the shoe is going to drop eventually on the Giants because, look, there is some regression that I think is going to come for mm-hmm. some of the starting pitchers, like Kevin Gaussman especially, Desclafani as well added to that. But... The team in the West that I think might have to worry a little bit or might need some reinforcements. I know they got Adam Frazier last week, so, you know, another pop at the plate, but I think they need some bullpen help, and that's the Padres. Uh, Jace Tangler, I think, has used his bullpen really more than anybody in baseball, and he did it early and often, and we were kind of bringing that up in April and May. You know, you might not want to do this so much because come late August, your bullpen is going to get taxed here. So I could see the Padres going and adding, and they're the team that's kind of fallen back a little bit now, five and a half games back in the division, obviously would be in very good shape for a wild card. I, you know, they're right in the mix for that, but San Diego, I think needs to get something done on that regard, but I don't disagree with the move on this giants Dodgers game at all. I think Webb has been very solid. He's probably been one of the most consistent pitchers that they have certainly more than Urias. Yeah. I I considered Webb and the Giants for a bet tonight. Not sure I'm going to get there on it, but uh, that's one I looked at today. By the way, this pitching, same pitching matchup happened last week, mm-hmm. like I said, on uh, July 21st because Urias started for the Dodgers. He actually outpitched Webb. He went seven innings, allowed one earned run, and struck out five, walked only one, but he, uh, the Dodgers lost that game because of the bullpen implosion. They lost yeah. that game 4-2. Yeah. to two. Uh, All right, so those are the top games in the National League tonight. Let's take a quick look at the American League and the Red Sox beat the Uh, Blue Jays last night at Fenway Park, and those two teams go at it again today. That game is about an hour and 15 minutes away. Robbie Ray, the lefty, Garrett Richards, the right-hander. Robbie Ray, a favorite at Fenway, minus 135, total of 11. Anything you see here? Yeah, I do like the over here at 11, and I know Robbie Ray has really rebounded because we've kind of been waiting for when's the old Robbie Ray that we saw in Arizona a few years ago that would strike out all these guys that would you know have 12 and a half, 13 strikeouts per nine innings when you look at it on the average. But the problem with Robbie Ray, it, he had been walking too many guys. He has cut down the walks, strikeouts per nine about 11.4, walks still at about two two and a quarter, but look, this is uh, obviously the Red Sox can, can really hit at home. You're going to get high scoring games at Fenway. So Robbie Ray, by the way, did pitch against these guys on July 21st, uh, did only make it five innings, gave up four runs and five hits, only struck out four. He was so. a big favorite in that game. Too. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he had been pitching great, really been going into the sixth inning pretty much every start, but this Boston team, I think, might have him figured out. He went six innings in Fenway back Back on July 13th, uh, or excuse me, June 13th of 2021, 10 strikeouts, of course, uh, four hits and only three earned runs. But I think the Red Sox might be able to get to him, and I think the Blue Jays can get to Garrett Richards. Okay, can the Yankees get to Shane McClanahan? You would think so. The Yankees have been uh, hitting left-handed pitching pretty well lately. They yeah. don't have a lot of positives to focus on, but this is a, uh, a battle of lefties tonight. Jordan Montgomery and McClanahan at the trop. Tampa say, Pete, the uh, Yankees' best price you have out there is really uh, plus 124, it looks like. Or does does South Point actually have plus 130 still on the Yankees? Is, uh, is I believe so. That's a pretty good price on the Yankees today if you could get it. Uh, South Point is actually at plus 130. And uh, Station Casino is plus 132. Uh, so you, you can find a pretty good price on the Yankees out there today if you like that side. Total is 7.5. Wes, 
I don't want to harp on this too much, but the Yankees are going to have to start winning right now if Aaron Boone wants to keep his job. They have 64 games left to prove a point. And they have to determine what they're also going to do with that bullpen, which, of course, they've had a rough shape mm-hmm. with uh, Chapman and then the kid that threw the four wild pitches last huh. week. Of course, the catcher, Rob Brantley, really didn't help him out. But, you know, with the Yankees, they've Jordan been... Jordan Montgomery ha- did have a solid start last week against he, the Red He Sox. did, and I think yeah. he's probably been one of the more consistent guys for the pinstripers this year. And he's certainly getting the money 141 was the opener and now seeing you know 130 right here at the south point seeing if the yankees going to get those reinforcements back uh, in their lineup of course they had been without judge and urshela they are now back in the lineup uh ryan lamar and greg allen at the bottom half so they're still without one or two players but at least getting some reinforcements and they're going to need it here so i agree with the move on the yankees and i'm not mad if you want to bet the over either if you had to bet one team right now to win the American League East, who would it be? Would it be Rays or Red Sox? Not going to be the Yankees. It would probably be the Rays. Now, that's going to be predicated on the fact of, are they going to be able to get a pitcher? Uh, I mean, they made the move for Nelson Cruz, which I thought was a very savvy move. Gives them some guy with some pop, even in his bat at age 40. But I think they need a starting pitcher. I think they need to maybe get like a guy like Barrios. They just traded Rich like, Hill. Yeah, they need to get a Barrios. They need to get maybe a Domingo Herman. Yeah. There's some pitchers that are going to be out there. I would fully expect the Rays at least are going to add some kind of arm to that I was a staff. little surprised they traded Rich Hill. I liked the Nelson Cruz pickup yeah. a lot. But why did the Rays yeah, deal I, away Rich Hill? Yeah, Hill's? I was I wondering know. that too, unless they have somebody ready to go. I'm like you. I like the Rays and the Red Sox go to the wire. I give the Rays a slight edge, but we'll talk about uh, more sp- more baseball hour number two. The A's and the Padres play tonight, and it's showtime. How about Shohei Otani last night? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.